What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Mental and Emotional Rehab Podcast. As mentioned before, I am your host, Cornelia. You can find me on Instagram at cornelia.b. You can also find this podcast Instagram on Instagram at mental underscore emotional rehab. I hope that you guys had an awesome, awesome week as your girl's week was phenomenal. God has been sharing so much with me, has been giving me so much revelation, dropping so much knowledge. I cannot wait to drop this heat on y'all. It is coming. It is coming. Um, I hope that you guys listened to the last podcast, the last episode that I dropped. If you haven't, make sure that you pause this right here and go back and listen to last week's episode, Me Versus Me. I pray that you get a lot of revelation and wisdom from that podcast as I definitely did as I was sharing um, different sorts of things with you guys. As you can see in the title for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to heal and forgiveness. I believe that forgiveness along with um, learning how to come out of pride are like one of the top two things that you need to focus on in order to forgive. However, we're not going to talk about pride this week. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about it next week. Today, we're only going to focus on forgiveness as we are um, focusing on healing. So, in my quiet time with the Lord, I got four steps towards healing. The first one is to identify and validate your emotions. Do not judge or dismiss your emotions. Ask yourself, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? Be honest with yourself. Like one of the things that you have to have is honesty. Like if you're not, you should be, I'm not condoning you not being honest with nobody else. But if you're one of those people that aren't honest with nobody else, at least be honest with yourself. Like you know how you truly feel. Like, come on. And that was one of the things that I struggled with. Like people would tell me about myself and I would make myself believe that they didn't know what they was talking about. But it was true. The stuff that they were saying about me was true. Like, I, I don't want to go into detail. I almost did. But I don't want to go into detail because that's the old me. And I'm a new me now um, to the things of God and Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But back on track. Um, be honest with yourself about how you feel. Like, if you feel jealous, you feel jealous. Like, nobody's judging you. And if you are judging yourself... Who is allowing you to judge yourself? Like what, what, who is feeding you thoughts in your mind that you're crazy for feeling jealous? Who is feeding thoughts in your mind that you're crazy to admit that you have a lying problem? Like who is making you feel bad? It's certainly not you. It's not you judging yourself. So somebody else is, and it definitely ain't God. Okay. So, um, the first step is to identify and validate your emotions. Like I said, and don't, don't judge yourself. Be honest with whatever comes to mind. The second step is understand where your emotions are coming from and why you have them. Why are you feeling this way? Like I said, be honest. There's no wrong answer whatsoever. The third one is be mindful and be consistent with yourself. So it takes time to um, heal. It takes time to heal. It takes time to come out of 
certain obstacles, certain patterns, certain cycles. It takes time to come up out of that. But the only way you're going to see yourself through is if you are consistent. You have to be consistent with your healing. You have to be consistent with your growing. You have to be consistent with any and everything that you do. Consistency is the only way you will see results. So let's say like, right, for me in my healing journey, I'm still healing from certain things but in the beginning it was kind of rough for me because um I would okay let's say one of the things that I had to heal from was pride so um in the beginning it was hard it was hard for me to admit that I needed to be healed from pride so what happened was I'll give you the full story so what happened was I didn't even know I was struggling with pride um, God sent some amazing women into my life. Um, shout out to the flawed and free. He sent some amazing women in my life to help deliver me from the spirit of pride because pride is a spirit. Um, and once I got delivered from the, the spirit of pride, I was able to identify that I had an issue with pride. Um, and the, like I said, in the next episode, I'm going to go into depth about that. I'm just giving you a glimpse um and because i was able to identify it now i learned how to how do you say it i learned how to reset my patterns right reset my cycles so if i knew that 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 old cycle that i used to work out of caused me to be prideful i would reroute right and sometimes it got frustrating to the point where I didn't even want to be bothered no more. Like not saying that I would slip back into pride, but just like, I don't feel like dealing with this no more. And when you get those days where you don't feel like it, because sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes it can be tough. Take your break. Rest. Okay. Because it is a journey. It is a marathon, not a race. Take the time that you need to rest. But get back up and try again. Be consistent. Just because you take pauses, just because you take breaks, does not mean that you are opting out of not being consistent. You you need a break. It can be a lot mentally and emotionally, and it's okay to take a break, but get back up. The Bible says, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. The Bible says that a just man falls seven times, but a righteous man gets back up. Um, something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's definitely in the Bible. And if you Google it, you will find it. Um, so yeah, stay consistent. And like I said, if you need a break, take that break. That doesn't mean that you're inconsistent. You just need a break right now because it's a lot on you. The last step is get out of your comfort zone and try new strategies. Even when the unhealed you thinks it's unsafe. So basically what that is, is like, um, like I said previously, like what I just said, sometimes it's hard, um, when you have to try a new pattern, a new way, a new cycle, sometimes it can be hard and sometimes you want to give up. Um, sometimes you don't even trust the, the, the process sometimes, like, let's be honest. Sometimes we get into our head, allow the enemy to get in our head and we won't trust the process that God is trying to take us on. And we revert back to what's normal, what's comfortable. When we clearly know that our old ways didn't get us anywhere but to destruction, uh, whether it's physical destruction, mental, emotional, or spiritual destruction, it ultimately ended 
in a bad state. So now that means that you need to try something new again. I say this to everyone <laughs> when I bring this up. My father told me one time that a person that continues to do the same thing expecting different results is insane. Like it's, 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 it's sanity. Like there's something wrong. Like why do you want to keep trying that way and you see that it doesn't work? At some point you have to gain the, the strength or maturity within yourself to break free from that comfort zone to break free from what you what you're used to um and try something else that works because clearly the route that you was trying to take was not working period um so yeah i hope those four steps are helpful and um that you guys fully understand what i'm saying and like always you can always hit me up on instagram the podcast instagram you can always hit me up on my personal Instagram, if you need clarification or if you just want to chat about anything that I say, I'm definitely open um, to it. And so the next thing that I wanted to talk about, um, oh wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. I wanted to um, also say to you guys that, you know, we often downplay our feelings and claim it as not that serious. Like I grew up hearing it's not that serious so many times to the point where um i'm i'm probably going overboard but i'll use it as a i'll use it as an example so i constant because i heard is not that serious so much if somebody betrayed me i would tell myself it's not that serious when it is that serious sis you just got betrayed i'm not telling you to like go to war with a person but it's okay to validate how you felt you felt betrayed. You felt like one of your friends or your family members hurt your feelings. It's okay to admit that. There's nothing wrong in admitting that. And um, in my community, specifically black people, we are so quick to admit that something is not that serious when indeed it is. Because as I always say, it only takes a small piece of yeast to mess up the whole entire bread. So don't downplay how you feel and don't allow nobody else to downplay how you feel. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Take it back to God and allow him to help you um, navigate through those emotions. Like don't, don't, that's what you call bottling your emotions by telling yourself it's not that serious. Cause guess what? You're trying to psych yourself out of that emotion. But meanwhile, that emotion is still lingering somewhere inside of you. And now you feel betrayed. Betrayal turns into resentment. Resentment turns into jealousy. Like it's just a whole ripple effect. <laughs> it's crazy. So don't downplay your emotions. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Period. Um, but they are, like I said, they are the cause, they are the cause on what shape you into, or your emotions are the cause of what shaped you into who you are today. So don't, don't downplay your emotions, period. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 23, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So if the Bible is telling you to guard your heart, Obviously, God is on to something. He knows that we we have emotions. He knows that we are emotional creatures. So if we're emotional creatures and here's, he's telling us to guard our heart, obviously that must mean that the way to guard our heart is not to reject how we feel because he knows that we're emotional, but to observe how we feel question why we feel that way navigate through those emotions so that we can rip it out of its core and get rid of it 
so that it doesn't stay in our bodies and fester and linger into other areas and have us having all these other crazy thoughts and feeling all these other emotions. One emotion can trigger off a million other emotions. So deal with that thing from um, its core. Like sometimes I think we just don't realize how much God cares for our hearts and our minds. Like he literally cares way more than we do way more. He's the one that created us. It's literally like a parent and a child. Well, like a healthy parent. Like, yeah, if you have a parent that really, really loves you and cares about you, they, they care about your emotions. They care about how you feel. I know like when my parents, if I'm walking around this house and it look like I'm sad, they asking me what's wrong. So that's literally how God is. Like he cares about how you feel and your emotions. He understands. He just wants to get you to a place where you understand your emotions and you can help, you can rely on him to help navigate you through your emotions so that you can be healthier and so that you can make wiser decisions. And if you let him into your life, he can help you make better, wiser decisions. Um, but sometimes our unhealed wounds most of the time, probably all of the time, our unhealed wounds cause us to do the things that um, we shouldn't do or aren't in our best interests or aren't beneficial towards us. Like, I just don't like how people constantly, and it, this is, it, it's nothing wrong with the people that do this. Like, if anyone's listening, I promise there's nothing wrong with you bringing awareness to people. I, it's, Hear me when I say you are not the bad guy for bringing awareness to people. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. The only problem I have is when you ask somebody not to do something and you expect them not to do it immediately. That's the only problem that I have because it takes time. First of all, God is not a microwave guy. Like the, there's no popcorn. You, you're not putting him in the oven or... Well, I mean, he can be like he can perform, but that will be called a miracle. But nine times out of 10, he wants us to go through the process. So there's no, if we've been doing something for 15 years of our lives, unless he want us to change overnight, there's no way we're changing overnight. Nine times out of 10, God wants you to go through the process of learning how to get out of the things he's calling you out of until you're fully out of it. To be honest, so I really need for a lot of um, Christians to stop condemning and stop shaming people and stop telling them to stop doing something and think that they about to stop doing it overnight. It's not, that doesn't always happen because it took years for them to even get in that situation or that predicament in the first place. So it's going to take time to come up out of it. Prime example. Um, let's see what example, <laughs> what example I could put on front, front street for you guys. All right. So who child, I used to be a thief. Okay. <laughs> I used to steal up out of the mall. Right. So with me being a Christian, if I told another Christian that I was a thief, because that's against our beliefs to be a thief, like you shouldn't be robbing nobody. You shouldn't be robbing the stores, but your girl was like real slippery with the hands. Um, I'm not boasting my abilities on how I used to steal from the store. I'm just letting you know that I used to be a thief. But anyways, um, 
if a Christian heard that I was a thief and I told them that I was a thief, most Christians would tell me that I have to stop stealing. Okay, thank you. I already know that I have to stop stealing. And most Christians will want me to stop. Like if I if I stole, if they told me today to stop stealing and I went and stole tomorrow and I went back to confide in them and told them that I slipped again, I would be getting hit with condemnation from Christians, shame from Christians left and right, left and right. But first of all, okay, when I come to you and tell you that I shouldn't be stealing, obviously I'm come, I'm come, well, when I come to you and tell you that I have a problem with stealing, obviously I'm coming to you because I need help. That's first and foremost. Obviously I know that this is wrong. That's first and foremost. God already gave me the conviction that it's wrong, which is why he sent me to you in the first place. So as you being a leader in my life, I believe your due diligence is to either send me back to God if you don't know how to deal with that or either help me get to the root of why I'm stealing, right? Because now if we sit down and talk about why am I stealing in the first place, you'll find out that I gained this um, sense of stealing when I was a child because I was being picked on in elementary school for wearing busted up sneakers and I got tired of it. My parents couldn't afford it, so I started stealing. And for me, started stealing as a child, it leaped over into my adulthood. Like, come, like, come on. Like, so God understands this. He understands why we do what we do, even though we know that it isn't right. We doing what we doing just to survive, period. So, um, because God knows this, when you come and you take it to him and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I know it's wrong. Help me get up out of this. He will take you through a process of purifying you, cleansing you, and pulling you up out of that thing that serves you no purpose in life. And that is all, all of what God is about and what the walk of Christianity is. A lot of people forget where they came from and where God took them from. So they can't help other people. In a sense, um, I hope all of that made sense. I just felt like the Holy Spirit took full control over your girl with that one. But that was burning in my heart. Like it's a process sometimes. Don't think that everything is going to happen overnight unless God wants it to happen overnight. Obviously, he's letting you go through the process because he wants you to learn where the root of that thing came from so that you can help the next generation of people. But anyways, let's get to forgiveness. I told you guys that I wanted to talk about forgiveness. So, um, this was one of the things that I struggled with. I would, I knew that I had to forgive. I knew that God called me to forgive. He calls everybody to forgive because he forgave us. Even when we didn't even ask him to forgive, he forgives. Um, so I knew that it was a good thing to do, but I didn't know how to do it. Like I would tell myself I forgave that person knowing good and well, I did not forgive that person because every time I come around them, I'm still aggravated. I'm still mad. I'm still getting flashbacks. So I truly did not forgive that person wholeheartedly, but God delivered me. He gave me a heart to want to forgive people. And he taught me the importance of forgiving people. So first and foremost, when they when people say forgiveness is for you and not for them it's not cliche like we hear it a lot and when we hear things a lot we tend to categorize it as just another saying or cliche but it's not it's not it's it's true so the reason why it's for us and not necessarily for them is because when we for when we don't forgive when we have unforgiveness in our hearts we harbor so many different emotions from bitterness from resentment from anger from maybe even depression like there's so many things that that's 
spirit of unforgiveness brings inside of you. They, it, unforgiveness brings so many other emotions inside of you. And then before you look up, you wondering why you're depressed. You wondering why you have resentment issues. It's because you didn't forgive. So God is calling you to forgive for you. For you to solely for you for the other person. Yes. Yes. But solely for you so that you can be healthy and stay healthy and stay whole. And you don't have to fight off other emotions that came through the door of unforgiveness. So what God has taught me is, okay, God, I want to forgive. But what does that look like? Because I'm still mad. And what he taught me was true forgiveness is giving him those emotions Hand it to him. Give him that anger. Give him that bitterness. Give him that, um, what's another emotion? I don't know another emotion, but whatever you feel. Give that to him. And another thing, I'm going to talk about this too. Did you know that unforgiveness can open up the doors for jealousy? It can open up the doors for envy? I bet you didn't know that. Yeah. So now you don't forgive that person. And now, surprisingly, you're jealous of them. Or you envious of them. But we'll talk about that later. But anyways, let's get back on script. So, um, yeah, it's giving those emotions to God and letting him handle that situation and letting him handle your emotions. Being honest. God, I don't forgive that person because they betrayed me. I told them a secret and they went and told Sally when I told them not to tell her at all. I feel betrayed, God. That hurts. Give that to him. He will teach you and show you how to let go of betrayal. Sorry, y'all. I was having some technical difficulties, um, but the Lord fixed that one for me in Jesus name. But as I was saying, um, yeah, let him know that you was betrayed and he will take on those emotions for you. The Bible says to cast your cares onto the Lord. And he will, he, when you do that, he will take on those emotions. He will show you how to navigate those emotions and he will heal you. He cares that you are sad. He cares that you're broken. Let him heal you, man. Let him do it. He will do it. Um, and also what God taught me is just because I forgave that person doesn't mean that I need to go around that person again. God understands that. Sometimes we just need to withdraw. It's not because I don't like you no more. It's not because I don't forgive you anymore. But my wound is still open because you hurt me. So I just need time to like, you know, withdraw myself from this environment so that God can help me heal. And then I'll come back around you again. And God is also okay with you guys setting boundaries, right? So that means that if Let's say, like I said, for example, the person you told somebody one of your secrets and they went ahead and they told somebody else when you asked them not to. After you heal from that situation, you let it go. You don't have any animosity in your heart towards them. But now moving forward, I know that I can't trust you with information like that anymore because you're going to do you ain't going to do nothing else but betray me now if God tells you it's okay you could talk to them again because maybe that person was in a vulnerable state and that's why they ran their mouth and God healed them from that then you know go ahead and spill the beans if you choose to again but it's okay to set boundaries y'all like it's okay to not go around that person anymore. Like I said, if God tells you to go around that person again, you you be obedient to what he's saying. 
maybe you're taking too long with the healing process and he's trying to stretch and grow you so that's why he's telling you to go, go around that person or maybe he needs you to do something for that person in order for you to receive your healing so if he tell you to do it do it don't listen to me but i'm just saying god is okay with you setting boundaries and god is okay with you falling back if you need to in the time of you healing but don't allow your absence to turn into um you not liking that person you not wanting to be around like don't don't when you fall back give it to god and let him heal you from it that's the main purpose of not going around that person anymore the abuser anymore or it's simply just because they they won't learn their lessons so now you need to set boundaries in in place to protect yourself so yeah guys Oh yeah, I also wanted to say, my parents, they didn't, I, I want to make this known because I use that as an example and um, I don't want it to be in a literal term. My parents, they um, were able to provide for me. Your girl was just greedy, okay? I was just being greedy, um, mainly because um, I'll say it was simply because I, it was certain trends that I didn't keep up with in school. And, um, instead of me, I, I was always getting tr in trouble a lot at school. And when I would get in trouble, my parents wouldn't take me shopping because my parents knew that I love to go shopping. So if I got in trouble, my mom main thing was, I'm not about to be out here spending money on you, spending, um, unnecessary money, money that she don't need to spend on me. And I keep doing wrong in school. So that was her thing. Well, since you want to cut off my allowance, this is me. Since you want to cut off my allowance, I'm about to go and shoplift and get what I need to get. So that's what I did. I did a, a whole lot of shoplifting, not because my parents couldn't afford it, but but because I was being disobedient and my parents cut that part off the buying things in my allowance. So I went and stole so that I wouldn't be picked on at school because it did happen to me before. I did get picked on for something I wore. It was some Payless <laughs> some pay less sneakers I bought and it said like Airway or something like that on them. And them sneakers was fire to me, y'all. But uh -uh, when I went to school... They was definitely picking on your girl. So um, that was the last time they did that one right there. Not justifying what I did, saying that stealing was okay. But like I said, that was one of the things God had to deliver me from because I had a problem. But I hope that you guys got a lot of information from this podcast. Um, let me know what you guys thought. I'm, I'm okay with receiving um reviews from you guys i'm okay with receiving that actually i appreciate it and i love it so feel free to hit me up on either or platform and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day bye